This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. The Beatles there. Strawberry Fields. We also had golf wrap in there with Ocean. It's just after fourth there. You on in your face on 3CR with James. Well, Midsummer Production, We Were There, features four female actors who share the experiences of 15 women who cared for people living with HIV AIDS in the 80s and 90s. Its director, Dirk Holt, joins me on the line. Welcome, Hi, James. Dirk. How are you? I'm very, very well indeed. Great to have you on board. Oh, thanks for having us. It's really, I'm sitting here with my actors right now. Say hi, everybody. So we're actually in rehearsals right now at Chapel of Chapel. We've got one week left before we bring this show to a Melbourne audience. Very exciting. Awesome stuff, Dirk. Tell us about the story in the production that moves you the most. I mean, 15 women, four actors, lots of emotion, I imagine. I don't think there's been a day of rehearsal that one of us hasn't broken down in tears, actually. But in saying that, there's also a lot of laughter. You know, there's some... Lots of tears in the rehearsal room, but there's also a lot of laughter. These these women are larrikins. They're bloody legends. But the story that, you know, one of the stories that most affects me is, you know, we've got a volunteer that's working in Fairfield Hospital in the early 80s when things were a bit dire. We didn't know much about the virus then. We didn't know how, how you got it. A lot of people were scared that you could get it from drinking from the same cup or, or sharing cutlery. And and one of our volunteers She's making she's making cups of coffee for mums and dads that are visiting their for their children if they visited at all. And she she's quite a character, and she's got these bangles that stretch all at her arm. And every time she's pouring a pouring the kettle over, her arms jingle, and you can hear these bangles. Now a lot of these blokes had CMV retinitis, which means that well, basically your eyeball detaches from the cord behind and you go blind. And a lot of these lads were um were blind, and and they, and they could hear. They can hear her bangles making tea and coffee and they're calling her name, Yvonne, Yvonne, come and come and have a chat. And there's this, there's this young boy, Robbie. He's in bed, he's blind. She hardly recognises him because of the scabs all over his body and he's emaciated. And, and all he wants is a foot rub, you know, someone, some human touch. And, and she says that's not a problem and she goes and gets some, some moisturiser from the cupboard and she takes all of her rings and her bracelets off and she's getting in there and is massaging her feet. And the nurse comes in and says, what the hell do you think you're doing? You're <laughs> actually talking about one of the legends of the HIV AIDS caring field in Melbourne, Yvonne Gardner. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You know, she has been amazing for the cause. And she, you know, this woman still out of her own pay packet every week goes shopping, buys groceries and, and makes a three-course meal for elderly men living with AIDS-defining illnesses every week to this day. The meals haven't started up for this year yet, but she was doing it right up until Christmas Eve. This woman is, she's a machine. So we were there focuses on female perspectives of the HIV Mm. AIDS epidemic. Was that because Mm. so many carers during the height of the crisis, like Yvonne, were women, but their stories were often overlooked because so many of the people who died in Australia were men? Yeah, I think a large part of it is because we, we lost a lot of, we lost a lot of boys. We lost a lot of kids. And the majority of them were men. So it's easy to forget that the women were there as well, not just women living with HIV, but the stories of the women who were there supporting these, these boys through that phase, the nurses and the doctors, but also the lesbian community, Absolutely. the mothers and sisters, you know, they, they stepped up. They, they were marching. We've got a, 
you know, a director from Sydney who's given us some poems to use in the work as well. And, and, and she remembers um, people like Tim Conagrave and Alex Harding and the plays that they had written for the epidemic, both about men's issues and then there were female directors making sure that these works got seen because them, those writers and directors were them themselves falling away. So there's, there's, a, whole, there's a whole community of women whose stories just have not been heard. And hopefully, you know, cross fingers, this play brings a little bit of light to those stories. The 80s and 90s were a time, as you said, when so many people died of AIDS-related illnesses, but we don't really see that happening very often today in Australia. To what extent are the stories still relevant that you're telling? Well, you know, it's, it's funny because even though people are still dying of, of AIDS-related illnesses, because there are many people, elderly people, that still suffer from AIDS-defining illnesses because of the medication that they had in the 90s that just never got them over the line. So that they've always been, they've had to struggle with those illnesses for the last 20 years. They're pissed off that the, um, can I say that on the radio? <laughs> They're pretty angry. They're worse. <laughs> oh, fair enough. The epidemiologists are no longer counting AIDS deaths because they're no longer significant. Wow. Um, so, yes. Yes, they are significant. Yes, these people have a story. And yes, these women, our RDNS nurses that are going out and taking care of these men and women now to this day who have been looking after these people for 20 years, 30 years since they came to see them at Alfred Hospital or they came to see them at Fairfield, you know, they're still seeing the same people. Mm. Um, you know, they're making sure that they're taking their medication every day. Some of these people don't even know how much work these nurses do for them to keep them alive because they know, you know, there's not a lot. Some, some of them, you know, with um, dementia, there's, there's, they don't really know what's going on, some of them. So it sounds like people aren't necessarily dying of age-related illnesses, but they're still dying of illnesses that came about as a result of their treatments, as you said, yeah. in the 90s, or just because um, HIV AIDS speeds up people's ageing process, so they're more likely to die of things due with perhaps old age, even though they may only be in their 60s or, or 50s or, or something like that. Yeah, and I've heard a lot of reports about the fact that the, the rates of people smoking is higher in people with HIV because um, maybe, maybe they've got a... I don't know what that, that statistic is about, but there are more people dying from lung cancer that have HIV because they smoke more. You know, there's the, the medication, when we started getting triple combination therapy in, in 96, it still wasn't great. You know, AZT is just, a, just as bad as chemotherapy. You know, it destroys human cells. Well, it was a failed cancer drug, wasn't it? Yeah. And what, what's exciting now is that we're looking at people like Sharon Lewin, who's at the forefront of cure research here in Australia, is now looking to other ways of curing cancer by waking up the immune system to, to locate virus cells in, the, in their reservoirs and going, it's over there, let's go and get it. Now, how do we activate the cells? How do we wake them up? How do we you know, chop their heads off and get rid of all of it? They're getting very close. They say, I think they've said it's about 10 years away, cross fingers. We'll see how we go. So it sounds like you've had an enormous amount of input into We Were There from people living with HIV AIDS. You know, my personal journey with this play has been oh, really affecting. You know, I've been able to spend some time over the last, you know, when we started putting this play together back at the end of 2016, interviewing people. The fact that I've had time to sit and listen to these stories, you know, having a cup of tea, drinking wine with Yvonne at her place. You know, Bev Greet, who started Positive Women, having, you know, breaking bread with her, sitting in Sharon Lewin's office. It's, 
it becomes really real. These women exist. And this is something, we, we had a reading at my house a couple of weeks ago, and Bev said to me, you know, Jerk, there's a problem with the title. <laughs> there's really? a problem with the title. Yeah, it's called We Were There. But you know what, mate, she says, we're still here. <laughs> and that's really what this play is about. So We Were There, uh, or We Were Here, as, as perhaps it may be retitled as, uh, was developed by <laughs> you and Gavin Roach over some years. How long did it actually take, and how is the final product different from perhaps what you conceptualised all those years ago? Well, that's a very good question. It's, it's taken a, about a year of collecting as many interviews, and, and for the people that could, we couldn't see face-to-face, we sent out questionnaires, and we had a lot of help from from Joy FM and, and from gay news publications across Australia to kind of spread this word as well. And collating that, taking the time to really sit with these interviews, the verbal interviews, transcribing those interviews. I think it took me 10 hours to transcribe an hour-long interview. So it, it, it took a long, a long time. And what we envisaged is nothing like it's becoming. You know, I've got four incredibly intelligent, incredibly strong actors and we're sitting here if you could see the rehearsal room now james we've got scripts all over the floor we've got character pictures we've got this amazing set by alexandra hiller that is we're going into space we've got perfume commercials we're bringing back the grim reaper ad and giving it what for we're having a laugh i like to think of it as respectfully irreverent you know i don't want to give audiences a woe is me experience of hiv these women as i said are larrikins they laugh and you know what they're able to tell these stories now with hindsight and uh, with love and, and and they also celebrate some of the good times that they had it wasn't all doom and gloom so how complicated is it directing four women to play 15 women on stage well, when you've got amazing actors working for you, it's not hard to direct them at all. In fact, the, little, the, the less directing you do, the better, I find. Really? Yeah, because, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that these women live in the words that we have. So as vessels, each of these actors is actually just letting, letting the words come out. We're giving it some, you know, some theatrical shape. But really, it's the, it's the text of these women who have given us their words and their stories that is really coming to life in this play. And finally, Dirk, what's the most important message about HIV AIDS that you'd like people to take home from We Were There? It's not over, people. It's not over at all. You know, there are women who are, you know, let's say in middle-aged women who are getting divorced, who come from a time of taking a pill um, and not getting pregnant going out and having sex without condoms because they think they're safe, not getting tested because who tests a grandmother for HIV and then winding up at a hospital with AIDS-defining illnesses. Now, it doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. Of all the new diagnoses, so many of these people are women and it's it's just another way of, of bringing awareness back to this very, very present virus. And, you know, let's end stigma. Let's end HIV in Australia. Let's do it together. Dirk, it's been awesome talking to you. Good luck with We Were There, and thank you so much for talking to me today on 3CR. Hope to see you there, James. Thanks awesome. for having we me. do. Cheers. Bye. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.